good day, MDVM family. We are so grateful that you chose to worship with us on today. Before we get into the word on today, we want to let everyone know some of the amazing things that's happening here at New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. First off, we are holding our services in person at our physical location at 530 Northeast Broadway. We are also broadcasting our services live using our YouTube channel. The rebroadcast of our services can be found at any other social media outlets. Our MBDM prayer line is open Monday through Thursday starting at 8 p.m. using the information on the screen. This prayer line is open for anyone who is needing prayer throughout the week, as well as those who are prayer warriors who are wanting to touch and agree with others and be able to support them in prayer. So please do not be afraid to join us Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. if there's any prayer request that arises. Kingdom Intercessory Prayer Team meets Monday through Friday as well as Sunday. If you're looking to be a part of the team, please contact our very own Elder Rhonda Allen for more information. Bible study, we are currently focused on the theme of soul for success, having a soul that is under control, and we are learning what it means to be grafted in. We meet on Thursday starting at 7 p.m. We meet in person at our physical location as well as virtually using the Zoom link that is on the screen. We also have an MBDM Bible study band group that we use to be able to have different documents, PowerPoints, um, presentation, and other elements that are presented during Bible study. So please join our Bible study band to be able to have all the documents as we go in looking to have a soul that is um, successful and also understanding what it means to be engrafted into the kingdom of God. So for our children church, our children ministry, we are starting this week on Wednesday from 630 to 7:30, having our little disciples meet by way of Zoom so they can have breakout classes so they can go deeper into the word. The links and other information related to the Wednesdays will can be found in our announcements. Also, if you're not getting the announcements, please contact Pastor Kanika Lowry for more information. We are still holding in-person children church on Sundays servicing our kindergartners through fifth graders. We are always welcoming our sixth graders and higher to be helpers in the class. So if you're looking for more information, please contact Pastor Kamika for those very things. Wednesday will begin the next session on February the 24th. Wednesday meets on Thursday between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. to be able to register because there are two separate links, one for if you are a newcomer into Wednesday and a second one, if you are a returner, um, you can find those things in the announcements. Please contact Elder Rhonda Allen or Sister Angie Lewis for more information. The Bonham Unity Food Pantry will be open this Thursday, February the 3rd from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. If you would like to assist with Street Kings, which has the focus on outreaching to the homeless community in the Moines area, please contact Brother George Stone for more information. Spirit Midwest, you had a meeting today on one of the following meetings before you go into the Tijuana mission trip in the month of February. If you have any questions or any concerns, please contact Sister Terry Storm using the contact information on the screen. The Apostolic Leadership and Mentoring Classes, or ALM, has already begun. If you are wanting to still sign up, there's still a limited time and limited spaces to be able to sign up. They meet on the fourth Sunday or fourth Saturday of every month by way of Zoom. Um, $10 per month is the 
suggested um, registration fee, but definitely a love offering is what's being asked. So please use the link that is there to be able to register and off. The Black Women's Health and Wellness will come back on Tuesday, February the 8th um, with a positive stuff in the movie and guests, so please be on the lookout for that by way of Facebook Live. Ask a Pastor will return on March the 4th from 6 to 7.30. It is said to be a casual Q&A session for us to talk about how we are to live this day-by-day life and continue to be followers of Christ. So please do not be afraid to ask questions across the board. Momstraw will be coming back on February 26th from 9 to 10.30 at Freedom Blend Coffee. Um, Momstraw is focusing on the 30-day detox, and also when it comes again on February 26th, will be the creation of vision boards. Um, please contact Sister Carmen Long if you have any other questions. Stephanie Moody will be a keynote speaker at the Women's Conference with the theme being Sisterhood in Clear Lake, Iowa. If you're looking to register, registration information can be found in our announcement as well as um, using the email link that is available on the poster that you see right now. So definitely if you decide to um, go and support her on April the 8th and the 9th, please do not wait. Go ahead and register so that you have um, housing as well as a seat at the table. So I'd always want to make sure that um, any prayer requests that you have, you definitely use the link that will be provided at the end of the service to be able to um, have someone touch and agree with you and be able to support you through the prayer request. And this is the last Sunday in the month of January, so we want to say happy birthday to all of our January babies, as well as we want to say happy anniversary to all of those who are celebrating the anniversary in the month of January. Last but certainly not least, we want to give everyone an opportunity to give. Here at NBDM, we are able to give by way of PayPal. So our information is located on the screen at this time. Once again, we are so grateful that you chose to worship with us on today. We're going to start the word in just a few minutes. I hope you got your Bible, you got your notes, and you're ready to roll. So God bless you, and here we go. All right. So we're still on from the heart of the apostle. Hallelujah. And so last time when we were together, I talked about how I said from the heart of the the pastor apostle. And the reason why I said it that way is because we're trying to shift, but we're stuck in one gear because everybody's not ready to shift. So when the shift takes place, Everybody has to be able to move. So remember, we talked about how uh, Jesus, when he was on the uh, Mount of Transfiguration, and he was up there, and, and all of a sudden, you know, Moses and Elijah appear. It wasn't Peter and Jeter, right? We talked about that last week again, amen? And, and so Moses and Elijah appear, 
And they come to speak with Jesus about what he needs, what he must accomplish. Those were the words in the King James. What he must accomplish. So that lets us know that as followers of Jesus Christ, that there is something that we are to accomplish here in the earth. Again, we are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. Hallelujah. So we're born with these things, and gifts and callings come without repentance. This is why you see so many people who are actually supposed to be prophets in the kingdom of God, and instead what they have become is a prophet liar, and they are getting intel from demonic spirits, and they are literally sharing it with the people. And as they share it with the people, yeah, some of it's going to be true. I remember when you were five, I'm your uncle so-and-so, and when you were five, I saw you doing this, and your mom did this, and blah, 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 blah. This is very true. Why? Because there are watching and scanning spirits, y'all. So we got to understand that if those spirits were in the garden, them spirits have been around for how long? A long time. So it's not much that they haven't seen. So there are certain demonics that'll just watch you. That's why you hear me when I'm praying, I always bind up every watching and scanning spirit. That's what that prayer is about, because I don't want to give them any intel over what we are about to do, the strategy that God has given us. So they're up there on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Peter, James, and John are with Jesus. I said it right. Thank you, Lord. They're all with Jesus, and they see this, and the first thing that Peter said is what? Lord, this is amazing. Let's go ahead and build a tabernacle right here. The assignment was not on the mountaintop where the uh, presence of God came and overtook, where God revealed himself and revealed Jesus' purpose in depth. The assignment was down in the valley. We want to stay on the mountaintop. We want to stay where we saw a move of God instead of moving with God. God needed him off the mountaintop and down in the valley where the people were, my God. That's where he needed them to go to complete what he needed done. Understand that if Jesus had listened to his friends, if Jesus had listened to his friends, he would have never came down off of the mountain. And what would have happened to you and I? When I say your purpose ain't about you, I'm trying to help you to understand that he needs you to be in position. He needs you to understand what he is doing in the kingdom right now. He needs you to recognize his needfulness of you. There is a needfulness in everything that we do, y'all. Everything that we go through, there is a need for it. There's nothing new under the sun, according to Solomon, am I right? So if there's nothing new under the sun and there's a time and a purpose for everything under the heaven, help me understand why the things that you went through won't have or make a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah, you've been through hell. Yeah, you went through stuff with your family. They put undue pressure upon you. They said things about you. They spoke against you. They didn't care about you. People raped you, molested you, did all of these things. They abandoned you, left you. They talked about you. But understand that all of those things someone else has gone through and as you overcome them, because greater is he who lives within me than he that is in this world. Understand that you're going to set somebody else free. I done went all the way from the notes and I don't know why. But here's what I'm going to say to you is this. 
what you've gone through, what you've endured, is for a reason. He needs you. If God said he needed a donkey, am I right? He said, when you get over there, tell him the Lord has need of this ass. Right? Donkey. I'm not cussing. Hey, man, Carmen's like, <laughs> she acted like a five-year-old. <laughs> like we was at school and I said fart and she was like, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I know if Galen is watching, she's like, whatever. She said fart. But <laughs> the reality is if God has need of an animal to fulfill purpose, why wouldn't he have need of you? I pray that set somebody free right now. I pray that I unveiled some things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on and give them some praise. Glory to your name, God. All right. I'm going to quickly go through what we talked about last time because I don't want to get stuck here unless he says I have to. Hallelujah. Last time I found myself wanting to say stuff, and he was like, don't you say that. I said, okay. And I didn't. I was a good girl that day. Amen. All right, so we're going to be a good girl this day, too. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Lord God, I bless you and I praise you. There truly is none like you, Father. Father, I thank you for you being here in the midst of this time with us, Lord God, that you are helping us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are helping us to grow in who you have called us to be. You are helping us to grow in the places, Lord God, that have been held stagnant because of what have happened to us. Father, soul debris and situations that have taken place in our life that we look back upon and we wonder, Father, if you were there, if you had us, if you kept us. But the mere fact that we are still alive lets us know that you never left us, nor will you ever forsake us. The fact that we are sitting right here, hearing your voice right now, lets us know that you were in the low times as well as the high times. The fact that we have been able to stand and overcome lets us know, dear Father, that truly the word is real, dear Father, that you are the word, you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life, that no man can make it into the heaven without you. So, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, I press back against the darkness in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I exert all power and authority that you have given unto me, and I say that you are not welcome here. I silence the voice of every demonic in the name of Jesus. Any demonic that would try to derail and cause people to question the very words that are being released. But, Father, I unveil, I untap, I unleash, Lord God, the revelation to come through and to help them to stand. To stand, to be comforted. We're not going to be like Israel, like Jacob, who refused to be comforted because he thought his son was no more. But Lord God, we're going to allow you into those places and those spaces that have been difficult, those spaces and those places that we thought you weren't there, those spaces and those places that we've hidden from everyone else. This time we're going to let you all the way in. We're really trying this time, God. We are really trying this time, God. We refuse to go down this same road and end up in the same place again after 12 more months of wasted time and wasted life. We know, God, we were born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. Father, we are going to make sure that that purpose that lies within us does not go to the grave with us. Forgive us. 
for not being in position. Forgive us for not taking the time to read your word. Forgive us for not making you a priority over all of the craziness that goes on on a day-to-day basis. Forgive us for not understanding what you were doing when people would do stuff to us and we didn't get that there was a demonic influence behind what they were doing. So we forgive. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive every person. Come on, say it. Say, I forgive every person who has ever hurt me, abandoned me, misused me, mistreated me, spoke down to me, or talked about me. I release all unforgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. I claim my freedom. I claim my peace. I take back my portion. I take back my seat in the kingdom. I take back my heart, and I take back the fragmented pieces of myself. Father, rub against me so that all of the fragmented pieces go back into the places in which they belong. You ask the man at the pool of Bethesda, wilt thou be made whole? And I'm going to answer today. That answer is yes. I say yes, God. Yes, God. I want to be healed. I want to be made whole. I trust you, Lord, and I have faith in your word, and I believe you and not the lies of the devil any longer. In Jesus' name, I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my wholeness. I thank you for my peace that surpasses all understanding, that guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, Father, and amen. Come on, give them some praise. Come on, give them some praise from the fruit of your lips. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right. Now, I told y'all that I wasn't going to get through the whole thing, and I probably will not again. Amen. It's okay. Because I want you to walk away with an understanding. I don't want to overwhelm you with information. I want to layer it out. Because if I don't layer it out, you're going to only hear about 20% of what I've said and retain only 20%, and you're still going to be lost in the sauce. Amen? Because I know half of us ain't going back and watching the sermons. How do I know? Because we know how many people are re-watching. Praise his name. Amen? And the majority are actually people who are not here. So bless the Lord. Other people are getting what you're choosing not to receive. It's not um, something that the enemy is doing. These are choices that we are making. Amen? I go back and listen to my own sermons. You want to know why? Because things come out during the sermons that are not in the notes. So as I'm getting it from heaven, I got to go back and let it go back into my own ears because I'm speaking on behalf of God as an ambassador at that point. I got to go back and hear what it is that he just spoke to y'all so that I can be a partaker. Do you understand that I'm a partaker of the very word that God gives to me for everybody else? That's a beautiful thing, amen? And most people don't think about that, that I have to first partake of what it is that he has given before I can turn around and release it to you, unless it comes right from heaven at that time. So I bless him and I praise him for all that he's doing in my life as well as in your life. So from the first 
slide. Oh, see, thank you. Who we are, we are New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. We are a multicultural, multi-generational, non-denominational family-oriented church commissioned by God to make disciples of all nations for Jesus Christ. We teach the word of God and the life-sustaining principles needed to be successful in our walk with Christ. At MBDM, we believe in loving people where they are while developing them into who they are designed to be. Amen. What's hilarious yesterday, somebody asked the question. I ain't going to call Terry's name, but she was like, well, I just need to know. <laughs> I just need to know what is B-O-P-F-P-W-P? What does that mean? Can anyone tell me other than Rhonda and Terry? No, Terry. Can anyone tell me what that is? Come on, Jalil, speak it. That's what I'm talking about. We were born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. Hallelujah. So we got to understand we're founded on Matthew 28, 19, and 20, which says, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you look at 28, um, Verse 18 says, and, and Jesus came and spake to them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen. So you're on the who we are. Oh, see, I'm sorry. I'm not giving you good directions, am I? I'm, I'm already ahead of myself, and I apologize. When you get full like this, it's like you just want to just come down and blah, blah, and you can't. I got to walk y'all through this because many of you weren't here. Amen. So go ahead to the who we are. Matthew 28, verse 18 says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power, again, is the word exousia, which is an intangible, positional power that operates through command. It's what we speak. It's what we release into the atmosphere. Amen. Now, one thing that I did as I went back over my notes and I was, like, trying to dig around through more of the definitions of that word exousia is another definition of that word power is um, authority and influence. It's of a right and a privilege. The power of rule or government, the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. That's deep. I'm going to read that again. It says, the power of authority, influence, right, and privilege. The power of, the power of rule or government. The power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. Now, I want you all to think about that for a quick second. And the reason why I want to stop here is because what happens is we get power and authority to go and exert exousia power. Now, a lot of times we start opening our mouth and we're saying stuff. We say stuff out of emotion. We say stuff out of anger. We release things into the atmosphere, and we can't figure out why we're fighting them three months later. And it's because of what we said back here in February that in March we're going through hell. Now, remember, the enemy is subtle. He was the most subtle beast of the field. So if that is the case, he takes his time. He's insidious in a way that he works. He does not move very quickly. So he waits. He sits back because you open up the door through the exousia power that you exerted. You got outside of the will of God. And because the enemy is a legalist, what he does is he is able to start messing with you. But then when you open your mouth and you begin to declare and to decree, I shut down all these works against me. Understand, remember, I talked about tests and trials. I need you to connect this. I need you to get this. Understand that at that point, you think that it's a test when really it's a trial because of what you let your mouth say. 
exudes your power. You opened up your mouth, opened up a door, and the enemy walked through it. Remember, the devil always wants to go from a foothold to a? Exactly. So the only way to get you into a stronghold is to be able to get into your mind. Strongholds are made in your mind. This is why it says we got to cast down every imagination and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. If he can get in your mind because you get emotional, you start talking about how nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. Nobody wants to do for me. I'm all by myself in this world. If they really cared about me, they would bop, 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 bop. But they never do it. You speak out and you anoint your life with those words that you just released. Ah, My God, my God, my God, I'm sorry. I know I'm not. <laughs> the sign's up there like this. <laughs> I got to stop looking over there because I can see when I'm throwing them off and they're like this. She's over there. She's over there. So what happens is we open our mouth out of anger, frustration, unforgiveness, hurt, pain, disillusion. We become disillusioned because we believe the lies that are being spoken in our brains. They're being spoken in our hearing internally. No one's saying these things to us, but we're assuming that this is the case. This is what it really is. This is how it is always going to be. How many times have we said that? It's always been this way. So this is just the way that it's going to be. This is just what it is. And I just have to accept it. Understand that the Bible tells us in John 10 and 10 that the thief cometh but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus Christ came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. Abundantly means to the full, to the overflow, being filled with all the goodness. So if you're not living a life of abundance, you need to go back and watch what you're saying. Some things we think are the devil, and it's really us. It's not the enemy, but it's our inner me fighting against us because we've come into agreement with what the lies that have gone on in our head, the disillusions that are going on in our head, the illusions in our head. We've come into agreement with what those things say and where those things end instead of coming to agreement with what God's word has said. Remember when Jesus fought the enemy in the wilderness he fought back by saying what God said. What God said was actually written down. He didn't need to read it. He already knows what it is. Why? Because he knows the end from the beginning. So he didn't need it written for himself. It's written to track records so that we can go back and see what's in the annals in the books of life in heaven. What's in the annals of heaven that's written about you? What is it that he needs you to do? What position are you supposed to be in? But you're over here doing something else. What is written about your life? What is it that God needs you to do? Who is it that God needs you to go to? The things that you're experiencing, the things that you're going through, the things that you're questioning in your head. What is it that God, 
wants you to overcome so that you can go back and save a generation. Understand that Jesus had to walk in a world where he was tempted just like everybody else. He walked in the world where he was tempted with the same things. He walked in a world in the same flesh with the same desires that we walk in today. And here's what we need to know. That exusia power made a difference with whether or not he accomplished what the Lord sent him to. Notice when he was on the cross, what did he say? He was real cautious at what he said. They had nailed him to the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He didn't speak out about all y'all going to hell. He could have, but he didn't. Every last one of you that's standing here watching this, y'all going to hell. He could have said that, but he didn't. Why? Because he knew what he must accomplish. He knew the position he was called to. He knew his responsibility, his part. He wasn't going to try to be the foot when he was supposed to be the hand or the eye. He was in his position as the head. And he understood, y'all catch this, as the head, whatever the head did, the body going to follow. That's good stuff. I need us to catch what God is saying right now. Whatever the head does, the body is going to follow. Whatever I think is where my body's going to go. My body can't decide nothing for itself. And Jesus Christ understood that principle, that he is the head of the body, and that we are parts of those body, that body. And as we are parts, what are you responsible for? Hmm? Have you even asked? Do you know? Are you afraid of what it is that he's called you to? Do you jump in and jump back out? Do you jump over and then you back out again? What is it that we're doing? Do you talk yourself out of it? You start doing real good. You're walking down this road. You're doing real good. And then next minute, you know, you hear that thought. And then you start going back over here. The funny thing about that is you start right here with Jesus Christ. You make it all the way down here. And when you come into agreement with the enemy and out of agreement with God, you go further back than where you were. So now you got to work from here. And now the end is all the way down there. And each time you're getting set back because you go in, you go out, you go in, you go out, but you're never finding pastor. Read John 10. It talks about we have ability to go in and go out. But we should find pasture as we do that. We should find pasture. Pasture means that we're going to find peace. We're going to find what we need. We're going to have exactly what we need at that exact moment when the fullness of time comes. But every time we go back, we go back, we go back, we go back. And guess what? As we look up, we're so far away from God that we're trying to figure out how we even got here. What happened? Well, maybe I never heard you to begin with. Maybe God really isn't real. Maybe I was just making this all up in my mind. Yeah. Well, look at what they're doing over here. It seems like they're getting blessed. They over here with these rocks, and they don't even have to do all of the stuff that everybody else has to do. They don't have to submit. Go back to that definition. They don't have to submit to the will of God. That God lets them do what they want. 
They can get down like they want. They can party like they want. They can talk like they want. They can say what they want. They can do whatever, they, and they still got money. Oh, as a matter of fact, she got a man too, and I've been waiting on one. By the time you realize where you are, and it comes through subtleties, it's not something, ha-ha, I'm the devil. He don't jump out with a red coat and a tail and a pitchfork. Ha-ha, I'm the devil. I'm here to take you. That is not what he does. What he does is he slowly plants those things in your mind, and you slowly walk away from God, the true one and living God. Next minute you know, you're finding yourself self-medicating. So these gummies, this drink, this weed, this pill, this, this, and that, whatever it is that you use to self-medicate, I don't care if it's video games. Some people find their peace in video games, playing slot machines. Whatever it is that you're using that is outside of Christ will never take you to that place of pasture where you have everything you need. It's always going to take away from you. It's always going to pull things out of you, pull away from your resources. And then when you have to, when you're supposed to put your resources where they're supposed to go, they're spent. Your resources aren't just your money, y'all. It's your time. That is your most valuable resource. So as long as you are sitting here wasting time smoking this joint, wasting this time being high off of a gummy, wasting this time pulling a slot machine or flipping it around on your phone, trust and believe your time is going and time needs to be spent well. But let me tell you about the God that we serve. We may have been doing that up to this point, but he says, I will redeem the time. I will redeem the time. He needs us to submit to his will. Come on, we're talking about submission today. We got to submit to his will, his way. That's the whole problem. We want to do it our way. We want to do it when we want to do it. Yep, Jesus, I'm going to get to that as soon as I handle this party over here. We're kicking it over here. We're doing our thing. Now I'm going to come back to you, Jesus. All right, it's Sunday. All right, Sunday night. Everybody be in my house. We get ready to kick it. Am I telling the truth? That's what happens. We want to do it our way, and when we don't get the results that we're looking for, it becomes a whole issue with us with God. We're mad at God, and God's just sitting back like this. Well, when you figure out that you can't bake a cake without all the ingredients... And I've already written out the ingredients for you. Every recipe is written. This is why, check this out. Those of us who cook but don't bake, we struggle baking. Have you ever noticed that? Come on, Will, tell us. Will bakes. Do you not have to follow exact directions or else you're not going to get the exact product that you set out to make? Am I right? So those of us who cook, come on, where you at? Raise your hands. I'm a cooker. All right. But you don't bake. Keep your hands up if you don't bake. All right. That's me. That's me. That's me. Right? What happens every time you try to make something? It never comes out the same, does it? You have to keep guessing and trying to figure out why because we never wrote down. We never wrote down the recipe. It was never written. And so then we're like, this one's a little more spicy than it was the last time. We give y'all every 
excuse. Well, I got a little distracted, and this was a little thicker than it was the last time. And the reason why is because we refused to take the measurements. Notice when the temple was built, God gave them what? Who am I talking to on today? Hallelujah. He gave them measurements. Why did he give them measurements? The reason he gave them measurements is so that they could produce the exact product. They could produce the exact product that he needed. They could accomplish what he sent them to do. But the problem is we, we want to use exusia power our way. I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to handle it my way. And God, you're going to like it my way. And a whole bunch of people are going to hell. Why? Because they did it my way. They did it their own way. The Bible's actually pretty clear. It says, narrow is the gate and few find it. But wide is the gate that leads to where? Destruction. So you can be large and loose and in charge if you want. But I promise you where it ends. You can work this any way that you want to, but I promise you where it ends because it's what? Written. I can tell you exactly what it is. Here's the thing. Totally away from my notes. Why? I don't know, Lord. Just tell me what you want me to say. I, I'll do it. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. O.C., go to the last, uh, go to the script, uh, our scripture, uh, overcomer, our theme. Right there. This is the declaration of 2022. Hallelujah. I need y'all to know this because he's got me going at this a different way. I had to come down because I had to walk away from the notes because otherwise I feel like I'm, you know, I'm hearing and I'm looking and I'm trying to figure out where this fits in. But the reality is the Lord said that this is the year of overcomer. Now, remember, we're in the decade where we are doing what? We are building a house for the Lord. And I shared this back in October that we start with what? Our house, our personal temple, we move into the house that we live in and impact and affect those who are in it. And then we move out beyond that to the sphere of authority that God has given you. Each of us has been given dominion over a sphere of authority. That sphere of authority is the area that you have power and authority over. That's an area. Now, understand there are limitations. I shared this story about when Bishop Tudor Bismarck, and you can go online and you can hear him tell this story better than I can. But he had an assignment over in some country. And while he was there, what happened is he got off the plane and he looked up and he could see the principality over the area. It made him angry and he was ready to go after it. And the Lord said, turn around, book a flight, and get back on the plane. He said, God, don't you see this thing up there? I'm getting ready to go get it. He said, yes, I know that it's there, and I'm hiding you from it. We all have a sphere of authority. Now, he followed the voice of God, and he did not go and fight that thing. He knew the principles to take it down. He knew how to get into the different places and work with the different people, the different pastors, so that they could get what they needed to help their people. But God said, not yet. I need you to go back. I always wondered why, and I asked the Lord. That's Bishop Tudor. Hold up. <laughs> this is Bishop Tudor Bismarck. 
how are you going to send him back? I don't understand that. He says, say his name again. That was an apostolic function that needed to happen. He was going to go outside of the realm, the sphere of authority that he had been given by God. He needed to pastor those pastors, but he was not supposed to go take that down yet. We have to do it in the way that God says to do it. Yes, we have exousia power, and I'm going to talk about dunamis next week. I'm going to get all in that because I need you to understand that exousia power was given in the garden. Remember, Adam was taught to dress, to tend, and to keep it, right? And so if that's what he was told to do, I gave you all the definitions in the last one. I want you to go back and watch it. Hallelujah. Can we put some? I need us to understand this because this is the reason why we're not overcoming. Because what's happening is we want to hit and miss when we're here. We want to hit and miss when we apply. We want to hit and miss what we understand and won't put the work in to go in and do what needs to be done. I want you to think about something. So many people in the body of Christ are saying things like, well, God should have just done this. If God really loved me, why would he allow this to happen to me? Why didn't he stop this? These are the things that people are thinking, and we're talking about being overcomers. So here's what we have to understand. Yes, God could have stopped those things. He could have. But if everything has a purpose and a reason under the sun, there are some things that we are going to go through that God is going to take us through that we don't understand until we get to the place where we see how it helps somebody else. Do you think that Joseph at one point may not have questioned? Do you not think that he didn't question it? Do you not think, God, God, I have served you. I have done everything for you. Do you think he didn't say, God, why would you let them put me in that cistern? God, why would you allow them to do that to me? Then I got sold off to slaves. Then I'm, after I do good and show them that I'm still with you, they turn around and they put me in jail? For something that I did, do you think Joseph did not think that for one second? Those thoughts never crossed his mind. He's still human. But understand, it says in the Bible, again, it is written that Joseph got to the place where he had made it as the governor. He's over all of the, uh, the financial stuff in Egypt. And what happens? His brothers show up. His whole entire family, God's people, were going to be wiped off the face of the earth. Why? Because a famine was set up. They didn't know many years down the line that a famine was coming their way and they were all going to die. Had he have not been there to be able to say, yes, give them some food, they were all going to die, including their daddy. And everything, the purpose of who Israel is was inside of that man. And God said it like this. He said, through Joseph, you thought you did this to me? No, God did this. Why did God allow me to go through all of this? To set up a posterity, to save the next generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what we got to do is we got to come out of our emotional state. 
because that's why we keep getting caught up. We keep getting caught up because we want to be mad at God, fold our arms, and tell him about all the things that happen. What are you doing about what they're doing on the inside of you? If I walk up to you right now and push you on your chest, what you going to do? You'll be ready. Your arms going up. You going back. You ready to go. I'm not going to strike this time, Mike. Mike was like, she got a good jab, y'all. <laughs> like, I didn't know she could fight like that. I don't do it anymore, though. Hallelujah. I stopped fighting a long time ago. I'm old and I'm fat, and I got to get winded quick now. So I ain't got time for that, right? I'm just going to call heaven down on you. Play with it if you want to. So really, really, we, we, we got to understand that the devil's been punking us. We have not overcome many things that happened in our past. We have not overcome many things. I had a conversation recently. And the conversation set me free. Because I was praying with the prophet, and the prophet said, talk to me about mommy. And I started telling her about my mommy. And I was explaining about how much I love her who she is in my life, who she is to our family, because she could feel the heaviness on me. She knew a real prophet can actually feel what you're going through. And so she's like, talk to me about it, because you, you need to get this out. You need, you need to go through the emotion of it, because if you lock it up, it's going to take you down a road that you don't even understand. And I'm like, no. I do understand. She said, no, losing a mother is different than losing a grandchild. I said, okay. So she started talking with me about it, and I'm telling her about mommy. The mere fact that I call her mommy lets you know who she is in my life. And I said, I find myself at times avoiding going over there because it's hard to watch this go on. And she said, let's talk a little deeper. Talk to me about the pain. She said, because I've heard you talk about all of the amazing things about your mom. She said, talk to me about the pain of it. I didn't want to talk about that. I didn't want to touch that. That was, that was healed already, right? Isn't that the declaration that I've been making? And I was like, I looked back on some of it and felt it, and I was like, whoa. Okay. So I haven't overcome this part of it. And she began to speak to me. She began to speak to me about that area in my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And she started to help me to see how the pain of my past was meant to save a posterity, a generation that I did not know about back then. She helped me to see how my purpose connected into the pain. She helped me to understand that through me allowing God into that space, into that place, into those old wounds, soul wounds from our parents, she helped me to see the abandonment issues that I felt that I discerned. I thought it was done for one reason, but it was actually being done 
for a different reason as I've talked to my parents over time and they told me the truth about what my seven-year-old self understood and what my 50-year-old self understands today. Now that I've walked a mile in their shoes and they tell me what they were doing. Now for some of us, robo sondi arasoko, we can't go back to our parents and ask those questions. But for those of us who can, I encourage you to do it. But do it not from a place that Ramandi akioko rebese. I command you to loose your hold now in the name of Jesus. Shoto remandai. Siondi arasoko remeke eshiorebasai. I break your power and authority, every lie that has been spoken over him. In the name of Jesus, I command you to go right now, now in the name of Jesus. Go. You're not welcome here. You're trespassing on holy ground. Hallelujah. I, I encourage you to go and to talk to your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me your hand. I, I encourage you to go. And to talk to your family members. Now for those, maybe it was somebody who raped you. Somebody who molested you. Somebody has been molested. Somebody has been raped. They've been hurt. And, and they're, they're at the place where they really desire to be healed, but they don't know how to move from where they've been to where it is that God has taken them. They've made many detours. They've made many detours. They've taken many paths that were not of God. But now they are crying out, they are crying out and saying, Lord, I need you now. The pain in the heart has been unbearable. The pain of the past has been unbearable. But I declare and decree this day that you are an overcomer. That greater is he who lives within you than he that is in this world. I break the lies of every demonic that has held your mind in bondage in Jesus' name. That has caused confusion. Father, we tear the veil in Jesus' name. That has kept him from being able to move forward with you. The ungodly yokes, broken. Go in the name of Jesus. Go. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give them some praise. Hallelujah. Being an overcomer. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to stop. Being an overcomer. As an overcomer. We must understand that we cannot do it our way and we cannot go off what we think. Because in having conversations with those who are not necessarily walking with Christ right now, they think they know him, but they don't. Why? Because they are adding in ingredients that were never written in the recipe. So what happens is they'll come and they'll start telling me all about what they think. And what I've started doing, instead of saying right out, you're going to hell, because the apostle in me wants to be like, you're about to go to hell, you better stop. But the pastor in me says this, oh, really? Can you show me that in scripture? If they can't flesh it out, if they can't meet it out, 
If they can't show me, that means it's not in the recipe. Because everything I'm instructing you, I can show you. Everything I'm instructing you. And so, y'all, I'm learning. Me and Terry had a conversation yesterday, and we just talked a little bit about how she was watching me as I was um, working through a situation one time uh, recently, and the person was saying things that weren't biblical. And she's like, I need you to help me handle that because everything in me just wants to start throwing blows. And I'm like, wow, that was me. And, and things will come out, and they don't come out right. And you end up offending. And a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. It's written. It's written. So how do we have this conversation and stop you from saying that my God says something that he never said? That my God is telling us to do something he never wrote. If it ain't written, baby, it ain't real. That's from some other. Understand that he said if somebody comes preaching another Jesus, don't even bid them good tidings. Why would he say that? Because there's another Jesus that's being preached. Why would he have to tell us that we must operate out of the mind of Christ if there isn't another mind that we can operate out of? So we got to look at this stuff and catch the logos as well as the rhema. We, as a church, y'all, I found that we have gotten caught up more in the rhema than we have in the logos of God. That was hard to hear. Probably hard for y'all to hear. We're over here. The Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. We all matrix on them. God said, God said. But can you bring it into the natural? Are you able to move what you see out of revelation and pull it into manifestation? Last year was manifestation. This year we're going to have to overcome the obstacles to be able to move forward in faith with what God is showing us. We have capabilities that are beyond many churches, you guys. We operate in things that most people only think could happen back then in the Bible. We do things because we believe the word of God. And so the way that we operate, we are transforming lives through being that living letter, that living epistle. Amen? But God is going to need us. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm done. God is going to need us to move forward. You look really cute, Doris. That's cute. Amen. And so God is going to need us to take a stand in this season. Those who have joined the alms program, the apostolic leadership and mentoring program, they're going to learn about that stand and, and how to actually take that stand against the enemy of your life, against the enemy of the lives of others, against the enemy of the kingdom of God. They're going to learn how to take territory in the name of Jesus. Are you willing to be trained? You have to put the work in. You have to put the effort forth. He's not going to do everything for us. We're sitting back waiting on God to do stuff that he needs us to do. Everything we read about in the Bible, a man had to do it. Someone had to take their faith 
and their works and march forward, representing and representing God in the earth. And that is still the expectation for today. Who are you in Christ? What is it that he's called you to do? How is it that he needs you to move and to operate? He's looking for you because you're not where you used to be. Adam, where art thou, Adam? You're not where you used to be. You're not, something's changed in you. What did you take in? Who bewitched you? Who bewitched you? What did you ingest from someone else? Whose Kool-Aid did you drink? What lies have you come into agreement with that has separated you from God? Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Hmm? I want you all to take some time and repent. I had to. Because there were things I was getting involved in that they were good, but they weren't God. It's not what he needed me to do at that time in that season. And so some decisions had to be made. And I didn't sever relationships. I just severed the work that I was assisting someone else to do so that I could build what he needed me to. It's hard. Because everything in you wants to stay committed to the craft that you believe is, is where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. But how are you advancing the kingdom of God with what you're doing? If you can't answer that question, and all of our leaders had to answer some very tough questions and then had to present before everyone else what they're doing, what they've done over the last 12 months, and then they had to stand up before everybody and say, this is what I've done. Do you know how hard it is to look at yourself and say, what in the heck was I doing? And I, I have to give it to some of the leaders who stood up and said, I went on a journey, and I thought I was going to this destination, but found out that ain't even where I was supposed to be. I had to find that out too, just like everybody else. This is what has made me who I am today. Because I put my pride down and I said, all right, Lord, I humble myself before you. Remember, he resists the who? The proud. And he gives grace to the humble. I had to put my pride down and I had to become humble and say, okay, yes, I know who I am. Yes, I know what I'm called to. But where do you want me to utilize that at? Where am I to build first? One of the things I had to put down was preaching in six countries at one time. That was one of the things that had to be let go. As much as I enjoyed saying, we're reaching six different countries. Do you understand how good that felt to my flesh? But when I'm watching and I'm seeing the leader who's overseeing that, while I oversee the the whole thing, the leaders like this on Facebook with the corona up, we singing in clubs with go-go boots on and a dress that stops right here, right here. And God was like, I'm in that. And that's whose face they see all the time. But you preaching in six different countries. 
Do you understand the sacrifices that went into that? That I had to let go of and say, you know what? Resources that I put into that. That I had to let go of and say, you know what? This is the position that I'm supposed to be in. I can stay up here where I got an opportunity to build a tabernacle and not move and leave everybody else alone down here. Not finish what I'm supposed to do down here. But I didn't. I put it down. And I said, okay, let's go. You want to know what he opened up after I said, yes, Lord? He opened up our church in Africa. Our church in Africa, say it for me, Kafila. Burkina Faso, that part. What they just said. Burkina Faso. I never say it right, but I am going to say it right from here on out in Jesus' name. Burkina Faso opened up. That church is converting Muslims left and right. When that church began, when we started working with them a year ago, do you understand there were like seven members? There are over 40 now. Oh, my. Do you understand what God is doing? And guess what? The fruit that's being produced looks like me. That fruit that was in six different countries did not look like what you're producing. Ask yourself that question. Can you see fruit in what you're doing? The proof, and I, I say it all the time. Me and Leisha will be laughing. She's like, you say that every time because it's true. The proof is in the pudding. Hallelujah. Show me your faith. I'm going to show you my work. That's, it's written. It's in the recipe. The word of God is a recipe book, y'all. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. For those who are online, all you have to do is click the link. If you want to give your life to Christ, you go ahead and you click that link. If you want to know more about this recipe book that we're talking about called the Bible, you want to understand who you really are, you want to recognize the kingdom that you are supposed to be a part of. You want to understand it so you can operate in it? Click that link. Join us in Bible study. It's online. You don't even have to be here in the house. Learn. Grow with us. Understand, you guys, that I don't know it all. And guess what? I'm humble enough to be like, you know what? I don't know that answer. Let me either research it or go ask my apostle. I am not afraid to ask her. If I run up into something that I don't know, I am not afraid to say, apostle. Have you ever heard of this? Have you ever seen this? Have you? Not afraid of it. My pride got checked last year, y'all. It got checked hard. Hard. When I went through grief and all kinds of stuff, my pride got checked. But the amazing thing about my God is he rebuilt and restored everything. He showed me how to overcome. And even, watch this, how to stand in the midst of what I'm going through. I wanted to fold, I promise you. Because you could have never told me that we were going to lose our granddaughter like that. You never could have told me that was going to happen. And that thing took me for a spiral for a minute. But I am here to tell you, I stand before you today because God restored me in Jesus' name. That loss that I suffered has built me, and now I can build others in Jesus' name. Remember, he wants to do something for you. Then he wants to do something in you. 
and then he wants to do something. Amen. So for you, he did it for me. He took faith to heaven. She didn't have to struggle. What did he do for me? He let me know that grief cannot overtake me. Why? Oh, death, where is your sting? Huh. Oh, death, where is your sting? Now, he had to do something in me because there were still emotions tied to my granddaughter. There were still emotions tied to the fact that we were, we were getting hit on every side. And I, I couldn't understand it. He was building me. I'm like, I just come out of cancer and now this? What? I couldn't understand it. But it took for God to show me what he was doing. Once he showed me what he was doing, he was able to do something in me. After he did something in me, I had to go back, have some conversations, be like, I apologize for the way that I said that and the way I did that. Because, you know, you don't realize as you're going through that stuff how it affects other people. But this is where that grace comes in that, People who are close to you should know when you're acting out of character, too. If you're not being normal, what's going on with you? And if you're not ready to talk about it, we got to be wise enough and humble enough, hear me, to say, I'm not ready to talk yet. Just keep praying for me. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Saying that. Because what's happening is the body is getting torn up by division, y'all. People are being divided. They're being lost to all kind of craziness and all kind of stuff. Why? Offense. Offense is the bait of Satan. If you look at that word offense in the Greek, it's actually the bait stick that is used to trap and ensnare animals. Look it up. You can see it for yourself. It is the bait stick. So they put something in there with some peanut butter, a stick with some peanut butter on it, and stick it in there, and as soon as that uh, animal goes in there, boom, that trap comes down on them because they trip the trigger and that trap comes down and they're stuck in there with nothing but a bait stick that drew them in. And a fence is the bait stick. So as long as we keep getting caught up by a fence and not forgiving people, we're going to stay stuck where we are. It's time to take a stand. Amen? In Jesus' name. So for those who are in need of prayer, if you're online, go ahead and hit that uh, link on there, and we'll definitely contact you and pray for you. For those who are in the house that are in need of prayer, now listen, some of y'all just be waiting for me to pray for you. I am not going to be available to pray for you today. I have trained my warriors, and they are anointed and appointed to pray for you. Amen? They have been given appointments to pray. Hallelujah. An appointment means that I put them in position. They have been appointed first by God and then positioned by me. I'm not going to be able to do it today because I have something else to prepare for that I will be doing at 2 o'clock. Hallelujah. So if you are in need of prayer, don't walk out of here the same way that you came just because I'm not going to be the one praying. If you make that mistake, that is your pride that's stopping you, not mine. Hallelujah. And I, I praise God for each and every one of you that are here today. Amen. My niece is over, my great niece is over in the other hall. And I'm going to go hug on her for a quick second. And then I'm going to go in and make sure that I'm prepared for my next. And those of you who have walked that journey with me, remember me sitting in here crying and Vilda and Lachelle and who else? Katrina, y'all were all around me hugging me because I was crying so hard about her leaving. I wasn't ready for that. And so she's over there right now. 
She's walking and saying little words and singing songs and everything. And it's a beautiful thing. Amen. So I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Lord, what a great word for us on today. You definitely are getting our attention, Father. And it's not just about preaching anymore. We want to learn and we want to grow. We're tired of things being the same way. We're tired of getting the same results. We're tired of not advancing and not moving forward. So, Father, I just pray right now that you would just cover us. I plead the blood of Jesus over every person, Lord God, over their home, over their children, over their finances, over their mind, God, over their will, over their emotions. Father, I am praying that the healing process, this journey that I've been on, Lord, that each and every person would be able to come and start to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to recognize what it is that you are doing in this season, how you are advancing the kingdom. We're building a house for you, God, but we got to build the way that you want us to build. Unless the Lord builds the house, those that labor, labor in vain. So, Father, we're going to build, we're going to rebuild our temples, our personal temples, but we're going to rebuild your house our own homes. We're going to rebuild the house of God here, Lord. We are in that rebuilding phase. And Father, for those of us who are leaders, you told us back in October that we're going to build and rebuild. So we're going to build anew and rebuild the torn gates that have been broken down. So Father, I bless you. I thank you so much. I praise you, Jesus, for all that you are doing. I thank you for time with you. I thank you for you speaking. I thank you for you answering. I thank you for you giving us what we need and more. I love you so much, Jesus. We bless you, God, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give them some praise.